Hey everyone, it's Friday night and we have a jam-packed show full of grimdark magic, giant rats, and even Napoleonics. And if that wasn't enough to get you excited, we're also giving you the chance to win an awesome Black Seas Master and Commander starter set. For your chance to win, make sure and like this video, comment down below, and smash our sub button. And if Fleet Battles is your thing, make sure and tune into the new section of the show, because we're going to be taking a look at the Empire of Dust Fleet from Mantic's Armada. The weekend starts now. Hey everyone, welcome to the show this week. I'm joined by the lovely Ben and Jerry as always. And I'm, and I'm Lloyd and we're going to take you through another week's worth, thereabouts, of really cool stuff that's been going on in the world of tabletop gaming. Mm. But before we get stuck into stuff, we're going to be telling you about stuff that's coming up next week. Uh, it's a big week for Infinity Boys, isn't it? Yeah, so this is going to be uh, another themed Infinity Week from the guys at Corpus Belly, uh, focusing in on particularly Pan Oceana, or Pano as they're known colloquially as well, and the military orders set that is coming out. Um, so this is going to be a new bunch of unboxing videos, law videos, tactics videos, there's some battle reports in there as well. Um, so make sure to go and check that out. Uh, there's a trailer for it, which looks obviously amazing. Um, but yeah, if you're into Infinity and N4 stuff, then uh, make sure to watch all the content next week on that. Yeah, I'm going to pop that trailer in in a minute or two, but it's cool to see the Pano getting really fleshed out. Not that they're not fleshed out before, but it's always cool to see more Pano. You can't go wrong with more Pano, surely. Sci-fi cyberpunk nights. What could, what could be wrong? <laughs> yeah. That's why everybody wants to play Pano 4. They don't care about the rest of things. It's just yeah. massive swords. Templars yeah. running about with massive swords. And then let them go up against all the big werewolves from Ariadna and you're sorted. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Corvus Bell are going to be having a week's full of videos going out on their YouTube channel. And we're going to be featuring the stuff on over at, on yes. tabletop as well. Yeah, I'm um, going to run through from Monday through till, well, content runs from Monday till Friday. The Friday video is going to be like a uh, sort of live stream event, which is going to reveal some new stuff from Corvus <gasps> Belly coming up. So, and uh, your Carlos will be that. in there and it will be super fantastic, great. It will. <laughs> it definitely will. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah, boys, some seriously cool-looking stuff there. And mm -hmm. from one set of cool stuff to another set of cool stuff, Jerry, I believe you've been working away on the Conquest stuff. 
for the I path of conquest. Beetling away. Ah, uh, so what you did there. Mm. On my uh, <laughs> hashtag path of conquest. See, I'm down with the kids. I know what hashtags are. Just started into five. Yeah, so you've just finished uh, four. So finished four. Started into five, which is this month. And then uh, the end of this month is uh, the launch of Milestone 6, at which point I'll have a fully painted Conquest army. Awesome. Oh, yeah. ah. Milestone 4 was a relatively easy one um, because it was just two units. So as yeah. you can see there, I just need to add Vanguard clones and Force-grown drones, mm -hmm. um, which is always good to say. Force-grown drones. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I was getting stuck into painting them, but the first thing I did was cheat uh, because I've already got two units of Vanguard. Right. And it's a dual kit. It can be a stabby people or shooty people. Mm -hmm. So I made a set of shooty people, which is not in my list. But hear me out here. Don't say no just yet. Uh, is this the shooty people here? These are the shooty people with twin crossbow action. What I can do is it gives me an option when I'm playing that I can put in a different unit. Yeah. But if I'm fielding it as the list that was made by the people who created the game for me, I can just put them at the back ranks of the other two units and therefore have the front ranks being all the stabbies ah. and people will go, oh, they're the stabby <laughs> ones. Makes sense. So, yeah. see, yeah. and this is genius for dual, for dual kits and mass battle games like this where you have options, always do at least one set of both and you can always hide the other ones behind. Double exactly. your options. Yeah, I'm here for thinking, down there for dancing. That's yeah. huh? because the minis aren't aren't glued to the trays. You just no, put in yeah, the yeah, back just, ranks or the shooters, and yeah. then you've got your guys close combat to the front, or switch it the other way around. And exactly. Back, so. and, and because we're talking about possibly starting off doing some gameplay videos using the skirmish version, uh, first and blood. I, yeah. And I only have um, the, <laughs> the the marksmen at the moment, the uh, the archers. I thought having another set of of unit options for uh, shooting might be interesting yeah so i can yeah. i can confuse people baffle them so because it was only a little sort of a two-step one i also snuck in a character from milestone three that i hadn't done for two reasons one i had to paint that huge brute of an abomination in milestone three. Oh yeah <laughs> and secondly i hadn't decided how i was going to paint him um because i have a, an idea for color scheme and i know what the color scheme is for the vanguard and for the force grown drones um but i wasn't sure what way around this would go um what bits would get what uh so i used my sweet sweet tech skills uh to decide how to do this? Do see, see the magic the of the, the magic of the internet. Text oh. my arse. Look, look at my look at, <laughs> open my image. Look at how no, not that one. The one where I use my sweetness. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, that's that's just the zenith prime on it. Oh, I don't know what I'm looking. It's for. the one below. Next that. one, done. All right, that's one. Look at yeah. this. See, painted without <laughs> having to paint it, so I could test the colors out and change right. things and do stuff. I am a legend. Huh? Oh, I see. So you're legend. You're taking your grey job in. Oh, yeah, yeah, colored it in. Yeah. Done a See? bit of Photoshop swish over it. Wow, I'm so good. Oh, I'm so good. <laughs> Tell you what, the editing jobs may not be safe. I start doing <laughs> sweet edits and, and, you know, inserts and advertising <laughs> stuff for them. Huh? Break, out, that. The, break out the clip art. Get all of that. Yeah. Me, myself. Only took me like an hour. It would have been, <laughs> been faster to paint it and then just strip it and all when I was finished. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I'm happy enough with that. Mm. The, the, uh, the whitey other. Whitey bits are, are mostly going to be the sort of hard carabas beetle armor because I have right. this whole thing where, with the exception of a bit of gold on occasion for flash people, yeah, most of the hard stuff uh, armor wise is my shiny beetle carabas. Let so, me go back a bit. 
for anybody yeah. who's not who've just jumped into this so what mm -hmm. we're doing in this path of conquest is we're basically the boys have been taking on the challenge of getting armies mm -hmm. from scratch and all built up so just to remind people what your color scheme is i'm going to go back a bit so when you're talking about the carapace is it this color we're talking about this yeah, green yeah. Color? so it's it's um color flip paints so i've got a green purple and then a, a an emerald green which goes from like green to like a, a greenish blue teal color um depending on where the light's hitting it so they, they just have that kind of the beetle effect in, beetle insect effect. armor yeah i think is the way to go so anywhere you haven't colored on this image this gray stuff that's going to be this color no no the the blacky whitey ones are going <clears> to <throat> be that color oh this yeah. This stuff's going to yeah, be that color, right? I see. I was still toying with the the wings at that stage because I obviously wanted them to be leathery, and then I just said, "Oh, oh yeah. you know what? I'll just yeah. go the whole hog and just go skin." If you move on, you know, they're all more or less done. I say more or oh, less done. Um, fantastic, well, because, because I have I have uh, some work in progress shots. I'm starting to get quite used to using the airbrush, which baffled me, to be quite <laughs> honest. Um, so that the skin tones are all put down with the airbrush. You'll have to teach Justin how to use the one that he got as well. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Sweet. I'd quite like it because it's it's a nice subtle thing. And then obviously mm -hmm. with these guys, look at that's always in focus as well. It probably huh? would be quicker just to crack the airbrush out than all that Photoshop work. Or... Yeah, well, you know, you live and learn. <laughs> you live and learn. I quite like that sort of fleshy texture for the wings. It kind of adds to the slightly macabre oh, style of the part of the yeah. um, I painted the eyeballs in. Oh, lovely. So, you know, so that's quite good because they are just, they're not right on its well, back. Let's see how that turned out then. So is this um, complete now? This is your the, milestone um, four. This is milestone oh, four look complete. That. Almost in focus. So we'll shut that. So, <laughs> so, uh, I'm mostly aiming for the uh, the out of print GM screen behind them. To be in focus. <laughs> <laughs> that was key for me, I felt, as long as that was in focus. But I mean, look, look at that. Oh, look. wow. The eyes. Yeah. That's cool. Let's see. It's not that at all really creepy. freaky. I, you know yeah. what the really annoying thing is? Because it's uh, he's mostly going to be in the front of a regiment. You're never seeing that. I'll yeah. see that. So that's nice for me. But my opponent will never see it because he'll just be <laughs> lurking around in the background, coming at you like Cleopatra. Yeah. And there's my little see you see the sort of greeny beetly armor and the, the mm -hmm. you can you can almost see the purple to green on the shield uh on the standard there. Oh yeah. Yeah. So there's another in the top sort of like top left hand <laughs> side. Yeah. Which is good. That's how you know they're coming towards you. You and your phone filters, there, yeah. Yep. Say, time with the kids. Time with the kids. <laughs> Plenty of stores that don't have photography half as good as Jerry's. So be thankful. They don't have photography. Yeah. That's why. Okay. So you're so, moving so on. Milestone five. Four is finished. Yep. Yeah. Uh, five is built. Oh, can uh, we have a quick creek at five then? Yep, yep. Oh, they're down there as well, so don't worry. You, you will see them next. So this is what I'm currently working on. Uh, it is seven massive models, not oh, as big yeah. as the Abomination, yeah. but bigger than the Brutes. Uh, as I refer to them, a more elegant weapon for more elegant age, uh, <laughs> oh. because they are just punchy. So she's the uh, highborn Avatara. She's resin model. Mm -hmm. uh, they're incredibly spindly. Think of these as bio-constructed dreadnoughts. The rich yeah. people get the best fighting suits, essentially. And there's nice, so I cool. mean, there's a nice set of, um, you have multiple arms and I think four leg options. Oh, for, okay. 
per set of three, which means you can actually make everybody individual because there's enough heads as well wow. I think, to do them all more or less individual. There's one I didn't like, so I doubled up. They've um, got some very anime. It's very anime look to these. Oh yeah. Oh, they're they're creepy. It's very creepy. So those those are technically actually, even though I have a milestone six to go, right? Milestone six is just one unit of the regular spearmen, the oh, four screwed drones, which okay. I've already painted. Because I knew they were coming and I built them wrong early. So so when I was doing last month, when I was doing Milestone 4, I just did Milestone 6, which means when these are done, that gives me my last month to go back. Right. And I wonder that there were some things like um I used a like a green wash over the teal robes and it doesn't it's not striking enough from distance. Where if you're up close, you can see this you can see the shading. Um but the way I've used uh, a blue wash on the standard for the marksman is probably what I'm going to do mm -hmm. because I've got a whole month when I'm finished and everybody else isn't. So I'm just <laughs> going to go back. And also it means there are things like uh, there's some gold I've missed on. There's right. like a gold sensor hanging off uh, that biomancer's so, uh, bum. Have, uh, you made a few painted. have you made a few adjustments then from earlier to this and you're going to backtrack over some so, of the stuff you've done in the past to bring it yeah, on? Yeah, so right? literally see the, see the blue on the standard. Yeah, that's cool. That looks kind of yeah. So you couldn't really see it on the on the rags hanging off the front of the shields and on the um back with the earlier units. On the on stuff, the, yeah. the wraps around the spears and stuff like that. There I used a green wash and it's too similar in colour, so you didn't really see it. Especially because my because yeah, it's all it. gloss varnished, so it was all blown out when I took my pictures, which is unusual for me because normally my pictures are great. Like so, here. So you can barely see there is shading on like the executioner in the middle and there is yeah. shading on the, the little rags, but it's not, it's not striking enough. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've got some gold to go back and touch up on some models. And then I'm probably going to use that last month just to go back and redo the blue wash of everything. I'm just using a wash mm -hmm. because it's cool. quick. I can slap it all down over the mm -hmm. space of a couple of hours mm -hmm. and then just go back at my leisure and rub it all off. Yeah. Did you try any of the, um, new, not contrast paints. I can't remember what they're called on the scale. Uh, yeah. Did you try any of those scale 75 ones? Or? No. Well, yeah, actually the, the green I used, just mm -hmm. crack and green. Um, I used that from it, but I'm planning on using the scale Insta paints more like glazes. Oh, okay. Um, right, yeah. For, for sort of clever paint jobs. Um, so short answer no longer answer no but ish but kind of. <laughs> no no but i'm replacing it with an oil wash mm -hmm. yeah question for so yeah so that is that's me i'll just see whether or not the other guys can catch me up well you've got a, you've basically got a full army now so <laughs> got full army, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. this is the project system here people yeah. if you've never been on to if you come on over to the yeah. website and then click projects you will see this mm, if you go to con contest you will see the the current people who are doing it yeah so we can filter this down into the path of conquest where is it there we go path I know Dan, one of our, our users dan updated his milestone five recently yes yeah, and he so caught me unaware because he hadn't put it was like milestone two in yeah. november was his last thing and then all of a sudden he went milestone five going, oh, <laughs> i'm watching you boy jumping away in the background yeah. been quite a few people doing dwecom i've seen yeah, uh, it's been sort of like a big, what big focus for a lot of people. Who would have thought that people liked flaming dwarves? So, you know, well, yeah. uh, on that note, because obviously we've been working off the four factions because there were only four. The fifth faction gets released in two weeks' time. It does, yeah. And yeah. and three days ago they 
picked the sixth faction. I don't know if you've seen this yet, um, because it was picked by audience participation. People had a choice of three. Uh, they had like a, a Roman style one, and then they had the the weavers, which are like weird bird type people, elf yeah. elf yeah. bird things, uh, and then they had an imperial Roman undead kind of one, yeah. and that's the one that people have chosen. So that will be the sixth faction that Indeed. gets released at some point this year. It's going to be very cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Justin's project. Yep. There is John's, and I believe yours is up here. So yes. yeah, if you come on over to the project system, then use the filter and choose Path of Conquest, you can filter into actually all the armies people are building. Mm-hmm. We're going to move us on in because we've got a massive Indie of the Week to get through. In our Indie of the Week section, what are we looking at, boys? Krantara miniatures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mostly 1700s. Um, Jacobite uh, rebellions. You've got Seven Years' War, uh, Austrian War of Succession, French-Indian Wars, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um how do so, you say this in Krakatara? Krantara. Krantara Miniatures. Yeah. So the um, Englishman says it right, and the Gaelic person doesn't. <laughs> Jesus, uh, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A, a shocking state of affairs. Yeah. Um, so Kran had been on my list. Uh, there was some bad, sad news uh, last week that one of their main sculptors, um, Richard Ansell, had actually passed away. And so I was looking through the stuff he'd done for various companies and decided to <clears throat> decide to pick Cran um, because he was the primary sculptor. And also this site shows off an American site where he pretty much sculpted the entire range. So Fife and Drum is actually a US, another company, but they, they uh, host it on this site for people in the UK and Europe. Um, so it's, it's nice to, to see what uh, Richard's work has has been um i believe this, it will stay it, with us for some time i believe they're passing on some revenue or something as well yeah weirdly this week um the last batch of sculpts he finished and sent through to them arrived so they actually only ended up on the website a few days ago um and one of them the actually the the french commander from the french indian wars uh, mont blanc uh or mont calm yeah mont calm um who's got a mounted and foot version there it um, is yeah he uh any proceeds from from sales of that are, are going to be sent to uh richard's widow uh and also a really nice set of set of sculpts for people doing the french indian wars he um mm. he died at quebec if memory serves when the, the british took quebec it's a real shame because look the quality of the sculpts is just cool he, he is fantastic. Yeah. He's a, a terrific sculptor. These are not listed. They're listed as about 30 mil because he always sculpted in actual scale and actual oh, okay. proportions. So right. these are actually 156th scale. Uh, he did some 148th stuff for the assault mm-hmm. group as well and, and other people, um, which means that you get slightly larger figures, but they don't have the giant heads and don't have ham hands. So like, <laughs> you know, you're not looking at. <laughs> yeah, 30, 32 mil with yeah. big bobbleheads and stuff. He, he, yeah. he had a, a very distinct, realistic style of sculpting, and the range is phenomenal. And because well, he did 
a lot of this and then he also did the whole fife and drum line uh, they're all interchangeable which gives a very very large selection for playing anything from small scale skirmishes uh, for things like muskets and tomahawks yeah. or um, savage frontiers coming out soon things like I was gonna that. say it's very timely uh, yeah looking yeah. at Krantara considering the games that are the focus of a lot of people's attention at the moment so yeah and um, I mean there's he's not the only sculptor for Krantara, but he, he's done a significant amount of work for mm. it. So, that, so I thought we'd come here and have a look at them. They're very, I used to paint large toy soldier scales, so the sort of the 54 mil for the, mm. the Irish Toy Soldier Museum many moons ago. And they have a very distinct style with the uh, tricorn hats, the miter hats, and the, the sort of button back frock coats on them. You know, it's for a painter, there's a lot going on there. Um, for hobbyists, Obviously, that time period, you've got a ton. You can just see across the top, uh, like four listings of different conflicts that they had, um, all of which you can sort of flip back and forward between and the uniforms and um, forces involved in those um, were, were more or less universal. So you've got, you know, Queen Anne's War and you've got the, the Jacobite Rebellion. You can do yeah. the Seven Year War. You can, so you can stretch two continents. Uh, from the Americas across Europe, if you want, with these, and they're just some absolutely stunning, mm. stunning miniatures. They, they, when you look at them, you do you can tell the difference in uh, like style and scale actually mm. for a lot of these, which is quite interesting. Okay. Like the horses actually look like real big horses and and that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. Um, you got man, a they're awesome. Though. You yeah, would you not want one of those charging at you. You got a point. The guys do look a lot smaller to the to the horses. Like most of the stuff, the calves and things that I have, the guys are as big. You know, sitting on top of the horses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They could almost if they put their feet in the ground, the horse would walk out from under them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've been scrolling through what the government cavalry range. Yeah, yeah. So this is for the forty five rebellion. Yeah. Stuff. So our, yeah. The, the Jacobites, and if you want to refight Culloden, you can do that. Mm. Um, you obviously have. The governmental forces, um, which was uh, King William, I suppose. Well, at that stage, it was George, the Hanoverians. Yeah. So, yeah. The, so uh, yeah, governmental forces going up north and attempting rebellious Scots to crush. Mm. Check out the check out those Jacobite cavalry and infantry that you've got on one of the, some of the other tabs there as well, Lloyd. So I've seen enough of these government folk. <laughs> so what are we looking at? Um, government. More next government. one. Next yeah, one. You're, There's you're some Jacobite stuff. There we Jacobite. go. Oh dear. So yeah. So here we have uh, various Scott clans. So the, yeah. The last time, north of the border. <laughs> the last time the Highland clans were were actually a, uh, I suppose not just a, a military force, but also a political force because yeah. it was it was after this that they had all of their power stripped away from them. And again, beautiful miniatures, really nice sculpts, and a terrific range mm. for anybody who's wanting to uh, to start getting into. Yeah, it, wars. it's one of those periods of history that I think a little bit like the Barons' War that we talked about previously for the medieval period mm. is one of those that it would be fascinating for, well, especially for someone who's British to actually delve into and explore a little bit more because I knew very little about the Barons' War stuff until it all started to come up. And so it'd be nice to learn a lot more about the Jacobites and playing in that era and doing that kind of thing as well. So, and just singing over the sea to sky all the time. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bonnie Prince Charlie. Yeah. I'm having flashbacks to my youth, having to paint British colour parties in my dirt hats. <laughs> what, what a rock and roll lifestyle I've led. The Highland Ooh. Pipers are particularly nice. But yeah, so. Yeah. You get to learn how to paint tartan as well. That's the main thing. So. Always good. People, <laughs> I hear people enjoy painting tartan an awful lot. I, I I decided to try and paint tartan also in my Burrows and Badgers miniatures. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, unconsciously, by the time I finished with it, I was like, oh, well, that looks all right. And I showed it off and they went, that's the colors of the Union Jack you've used on that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm sure they wouldn't be happy with that. But... <laughs> to be fair, yeah. Scottish saltaires in there. True, very true. So, yeah. Apparently, raking attacks uh, with the targes is not the way to go because you just get bayoneted. <laughs> Word of the wise. Mm. Well, so have so the, far, I'm just going through the 45 rebellion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so I we have see quite Duke, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, Duke of Cumberland, not a nice man. F- very much not a nice man. Why was he not a nice man? Was he, he was more or less responsible for the massacres after. Oh, I, I was thinking. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, there's one way to deal with this. We round them all up. Now we've won. Um, we just killed them. God. <laughs> but uh, I guess the one of the things to take away from that is that even though you've got sort of the core of the basic forces there, they've also done some of the personalities. So if you want yeah. to do very specifically driven historical scenarios and that kind of thing, you've got the option to do so. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. I'm going to move us on then. So out of yeah. 45 and into. Well, um, the Westphalia Forge or Westphalia Forge, I think, is stuff that they've, um, in the same way, Fife and Drum is another company. Westphalia Forge is carts and carriages and that sort of thing that they get from. Which bit's this? Schillen. Oh, you want to go Westphalia Forge? figures, I think. It's a very small one. There's only a few bits and pieces in there, but it gives you an incidental, idea. Incidental yeah. pieces and but they, sort they, of things for setting century, the scenery. The yeah. 18th century coach is just. That great. is very nice, actually. Wow. You no. Know, and that one doesn't even have to be for uh, for this. If you know, if no, you, want play, yeah. you want to play some highway pulp games or mm. uh, Napoleonic, have your baggage train, you know, try and capture. Also, that must be a huge chunk of metal as well. Yeah. <laughs> I've just realised. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> you beat someone to I've, death with your with with your coach. I, yeah. If it's the one I'm thinking of, I think I've seen it stripped down before assembly years ago, and so it's hollow inside. Um, but oh, yeah, thank God. <laughs> even at that, still hefty. Yeah. I think but, this is my favorite. The hay, yeah. the salt yeah. sutler's wagon. Yeah, it's a covered wagon, but it's cool. Ooh. Yeah, I like well, I always like those tiny little bits and pieces, especially if you're going to be doing more skirmishy style stuff, like mm. border reaving and that kind of thing. Because you throw those bits and pieces in, and you've got uh, good for scenarios, good for escorts, exactly, or yeah. you know, rampage in and, and kill people up. The War of Austrian Succession. Oh, mm. Not Saxons that you just automatically assume yeah. the word Saxon. <laughs> Is that why you clicked on it? <laughs> They're from Saxon. Lloyd was like, ooh, Saxons Dark Ages. Yeah. yeah. But again, you know, well, seven years, the Austrian Succession into seven years. Yeah. War. The, the first global conflict, as people like to think of it. Oh, man, those are really nice, aren't they? I mean... It, the, the detailing, even on the, the horse uh, blankets under the saddles, um, is gorgeous because they would have been embroidered and fringed. I don't know why they don't do more of it today, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Oh, I like these guys. The Ullas, Ullans, yeah. Yeah. 
I believe they've popped up in um, something else from like back further in history as well. So they must have carried through as a oh, yeah. style, they're, as a fighting uh, they're, they're culture. Like, they're yeah. like the Polish uh, winged czars. Yeah. They, they cover a broad period. They're essentially um, like Cav. Yeah. Get oh, in with spear and lance and do the map like Kippers. Move it on into the infantry then for those guys. Yes. So this basically gives you everything you need in order to play that period of history then. Effectively. Oh, yeah. So yeah. there's enough between this and then the the Fife and Drum range, which like I say is a different company. Same Richard Ansel sculpted all of it. So and it, it complements beautifully. So between the uh the Krantara well, range and Fife and Drum. You want me to move into together, that then? Yeah, yeah, you can put together awesome. full yeah. full forces for uh, for both, especially Fife and Drum is obviously mostly set around the uh, American sort right. of thing. So you, you yeah. you've got your you know your Hessians and that sort of um, bits of pubs for your French Indian Wars or mm-hmm. Queen Anne's War uh, if you want to do previous to that. Again, very applicable for what people are playing at the moment. So, mm. Yeah. And then we have the Continentals. See what I was saying about Jerry's photography? Lloyd, at least yeah. it's big. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's a nice big one. People, yeah. people are just the worst. Yeah. But at least you, uh, one of the things you can see when you actually get a look at those sort of large pictures, you can see all the detail that's been worked in around the, the coats and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah and how that comes out as well. Buckskin fringe yeah. from the, uh, the continental mm. hunting parties. Francis Marion. Wow. This, cool. Does this tie in with what we were looking at last week then from the Kickstarter? That's the same the period. Savage Frontier same, stuff. Same uh, period, although yeah. you will find because these are 156, they're probably, although I did see the Savage Frontier stuff is on the larger side mm. of 28 mil. So, so it might work. Yeah. Same period. Um, Different proportions. Yeah. That being said, not, not so dissimilar that they would probably stand out it's not like you're putting a load of 40 mil stuff down and it yeah, just looks yeah. massive in comparison <laughs> you know also some very classic looking brits there as well mm. yeah terrific set of miniatures I, I was always obsessed with dragoons because when i was younger i didn't spot the other o and so i used to think that the british had <laughs> a unit called dragons yeah so uh, <laughs> like oh unleash the british dragons that sounds amazing <laughs> This is, is this how we built the empire, Dad? Mm. With our dragons? <laughs> Certainly one way of doing it. And people wonder why I'm obsessed with fantasy today. So, well, yeah. yeah. I know. Very yeah, cool super, stuff here. Superb range. Yeah. Any particular bits you want me to bring up? Um, well, Hessians are always nice because everybody likes the, the Germans. And they were brutal fighters and of course became Christopher Walken <laughs> in the historically like accurate film Walken here too <laughs> it's crazy you think I'm a Hessian so a lot of people would just seem like when you think about sort of the conflicts in, Amer- in the Americas that you've got the British and the French and stuff but there were other European forces involved as well in oh, yeah. sort well, of conflict as well um, because yeah. going back to the um, going back to the, the Jacobite rebellion because the British monarchy was german yeah 
they brought in, you know, the, the king's German rifles and things like that, mm-hmm. and the Hessians. So you had um, various royalty was so interbred that you had people who were in charge of various things all the time. <laughs> they, they would give regiments yeah. to like cousins um, yeah. in other countries to be the head of, which mm-hmm. a few times in World War One, some units didn't deploy because they were technically owned by the head of state of the opposition. <laughs> so, so the, you know, there were a few. British regiments that were actually technically, you know, um, German um, yeah. led. Wow. And likewise, here you had the colonists who could be either Spanish, French, or British. Well, yeah, because I suppose their, everyone was over there, wasn't they? Yeah, there, and really? then you had um, yeah. their actual main armies sent over. So you've got continental troops plus. British troops plus regiments seconded in from other countries, and you know, it, it was a bit of a melting pot uh, that sort of spilled over. Very cool. And that's why it blurs the line. The French Indian Wars blurs the line between that and the Seven Year War, and then immediately huh. they both lead into the um, the Wars of Independence. Yeah. So both the British uh, American. Revolutionary War and then the French Revolution, both because they were bankrupted in the um, in the wars they fought in America. So it's 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 just like twenty years where everything goes horribly horribly sideways for everyone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's there's. I, I, I've, I've watched off. Hamilton. I know what's going on clearly. So Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's a TV show called Outlander. There is. Which I haven't yeah. watched yet, which yeah. is about the the Jacobite Rebellion. It is. Yeah. So, well. And it's, also a bit of like timey wimey yeah. wibbly wobbly. It's but, mostly uh, about romance and big stones. Not to be confused with romancing <laughs> stone, but yeah. And, 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 yeah, and jumping through time. The whole Jacobite thing is just an excuse, really. <laughs> it's just Fair an enough. excuse to get a bloke out in his kilt, uh, waggling around, looking all look. sexy like. Yeah. That's what look. it is. Uh, I'm going to do something to prevent the haggis attacks. That's why the kilts were invented. There's one more section I want to have a quick briefly brief look through. So we've got um, in here, we've got French Indian War again. Mm-hmm. Is this the same stuff we've looked at? French Indian War, is this different stuff? No, it's the same. Well, it's not the same stuff, but it's the similar period. So this is for small actions. So you've got a bit more personality in here, along with the civilian sets quite nice. What, what is small action? So rather than having your massed regiments lining up in a field and shooting at each other, there were an awful lot of raids in the French and Indian yeah, where kind of they would yeah. send, you know, 20, 20 scouts, so skirmish river and canoes to burn a village or, you know, murder a, a family or whatever it happened to be, whatever, whatever worked well. <laughs> the, the French Indian Wars was a time of terror and very much so, you know, it, it, it was shock and awe on the population as well as on military, uh, probably not for the first time, but one of the, the sort of the major forerunners of it. Mm. Here we have Rogers Rangers. Rogers well. Rangers, which we learned about uh, last week mm. as well. So, yeah. Man. So, yeah, it's a pretty good resource. So, you know, as we were saying, like, it'd be obviously good to use these in games like Savage Frontier and that kind of stuff. If you wanted to use exclusively these miniatures, they do have more options in that regard. So, that's yeah. Good. So, so this... or muskets and tomahawks, their second edition is, is still yeah. so shiny and new. Um, that hasn't even worn the fresh smell off it yet. <laughs> and this Sugar Island campaign stuff looks pretty swish as well. Yeah, um, the the French Indian Wars technically was up north in Canada, but there there was rumblings and fightings all the way down to the Caribbean. 
Um, so you, there was yeah. an awful lot going on because you had the French Caribbean, which I think was I think um, Spanish. The guys at Firelock had said, hadn't they, that a lot of their stuff in the in what they were doing in the uh, in the later period of of uh, which was their last Kickstarter and that kind of thing, <laughs> they talked about sort of moving some stuff in that could be like associated with what was happening up in uh, the North Americas and stuff, weren't they? And stuff, yeah. so. Right, chaps, another excellent indie of the week. Thanks very much for taking us through that. Um, but let's get stuck in and see what's been happening in the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that shit you love. It's the News. <laughs> so diving into the news um, for this week, we're starting off with a little bit of a teaser from the guys at Studio Tomahawk, who will be familiar to a lot of people for Saga and Muskets and Tomahawks and uh, all those yeah, games. Um, they put out a trailer yeah. that was pointing towards them taking things away from the Americas and back to Europe. Uh, so they are returning to the continent with a new supplement for their game, Muskets and Tomahawks, uh, called Shakos and Bayonets. That's definitely how you say Shakos or Shakos. Yeah, Shako. Shakos. There we go. So, so that's just a plural. Yeah. Shakos and Bayonets. Uh, so yes, this is going to be uh, a similar uh, supplement to the one we've already seen from those guys over there for, um, uh, what was it again, Jerry? The the latest one they did? Um Oh. For muskets and tomahawks. Yes, for, they yeah. did the separate one, didn't they? Which I've completely forgot about. But <laughs> oh, I, it must have passed me by. I know that they've they've split it down. So you have, in the same way to Saga, you have a rule set and then yes, a, that's it, yeah. uh, a companion book for a specific period. That's so the one. We, we yeah. knew this was coming mm-hmm. um, since it's worked very well for them for Saga. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. it's interesting to see them. Muskets and tomahawks, obviously, great that early type. Um, shifting it to Napoleonics makes perfect sense to me. It does, yeah. Uh, uh, not sure where else they will go. No, but um, I think what they said with this one in particular, from what I've seen anyway, is that it kind of is going to be focusing in on slightly smaller engagements. Hmm. So a lot of the time when you think about the Napoleonic Wars, you think about the massed huge ranks of infantry marching towards each other and getting shot and all that kind of thing. Um, I believe, from what a couple of people have said already from the community and that kind of stuff, there's going to be a kind of figure count of between 40 and 60. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit smaller. And I guess what you consider in the Napoleonic era, a skirmish uh, between some troops and stuff. So yeah, should be very interesting to see what they do with this. And it looks like they're covering a lot of the different cultures as well and factions and nations of the time as well. So yeah, it should be an interesting way to sort of dive yeah. in and maybe play around with the Napoleonic War, apart from using something like Black Powder, example. Especially if you're um, if you're a fan of things like the Sharp TV series, then forty to sixty men is probably about thirty men more than you ever seen in that. Very the French true. columns of attack were just <laughs> five guys running around the camera and then riding back again. <laughs> so, very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, but yeah, that should be coming up um, later this year. This year. So watch out for what they do with that. Um, obviously, the guys at Studio Tomahawk were fantastic what they do. They've been doing great stuff with Saga and stuff, as we said. So, um, yeah, if you're interested in the Napoleonic era and fighting out some historical battles, then that's definitely one to go and check out. Mm. If you prefer to take things in a slightly more pulpy, horror, weird direction, uh, then uh, the folks at Osprey Games have announced, well, 
Amazon announced <laughs> that there is a new book coming out later this year in October from Joseph McCullough, who is obviously the creator of things like um, Frostgrave and Rangers of Shadow Deep and Oathmark. This is called The Silver Bayonet, and it is a skirmish game set during the Napoleonic era. Uh-huh. See what we did there? Mm-hmm. Where you play a band of monster hunters who are, are trying to deal with the things that go bump in the night. Um, so if you've ever wanted to see Sharp take on a werewolf, that's what we do. Who hasn't? And that's it. You're well excited about this news, but that's I literally what we have to show is that book cover. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, as, I, as I say, this was popped up on Amazon, and that's probably not what the final book cover is going to be anyway at this point, probably. But uh, yeah, um, Amazon are terrorists for that. It's entirely possible somebody at Amazon just wants this, so they put it up pre order and attach Joe's name. Joe's <laughs> looking at it going, Did I agree to this? I better yeah. get writing. These <laughs> uh, loads of pre orders. I am writing this. We did know that it's going to, well, you're going to take on the role of um, hunters, riflemen, officers, and you're also going to take those historical figures and mix them in with things like mystics and spellcasters, and maybe even sometimes monsters who are trying to work with you towards like a common cause. So you'll be playing as all of those as part of a war band, and then the game can be played solo, cooperatively, or competitively. Um, as seems to be the case with a lot of Joseph's stuff nowadays. How do you know all this if it's just a, if it's just a, an Amazon post because oh, it was all it. in the blurb of the Amazon yeah. post. <laughs> so somewhere Osprey have definitely made this official. However, Amazon have decided to take it upon themselves to post it early. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, although saying that, it doesn't seem like Osprey are that hurt by it because everyone's been enjoying it and uh, liking it online and stuff. So very cool. Sweet. Um, I will I'm... point out, it's not quite the era, but if you want a cool film, that is basically this. You should watch a film called The Brotherhood, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Brotherhood of the Wolf. That's what I was about to say. Also known as uh, Le Pacte de Loup, or Le Pacte de Loup, or whatever, which is The Brotherhood of the Wolf. It's, mm. it's a French film. I think it's set during, like, or just after the time of the French-Indian Wars, I think. Yeah. Um, Mark, Mark Dacascus plays the Native American who comes back with him. Yeah. And it is yeah, freaking amazing. amazing. Uh, it's got Monica Bellucci in it as well. So That's why wouldn't you want to watch it? Uh, but yeah, it's really awesome. It's got people in big leather coats with tricorn hats, kicking supernatural ass and hunting down cultists and all sorts of weird things. It's really fun, mm. proper swashbuckling stuff, and it should get you set for diving into the silver bayonet later this year in October. So yeah. Shocking how on the same wavelength we are. <laughs> <laughs> Brotherhood of the Wolf, if you've not seen it, Make sure you check it out. Stepping away from the weird and the wonderful world of um, werewolves and vampires and mystics and witches in the Napoleonic era, we can head into the far future of Cyberpunk Red as uh, the team over at Monster Fight Club have revealed a couple of new sets for those people diving into Cyberpunk Red, uh, the role-playing game, and maybe even playing some scary stuff in the future as well. Um, So we've got two new sets for the Trauma Team, uh, so if you're not familiar with Cyberpunk, in the world of the far future, you don't have healthcare like the NHS. Instead, you pay a corporation who will come and save you from the middle of a firefight. And that's exactly what the trauma team is all about. Snap trauma so, teams. Exactly. What you do is you snap your card, and then they arrive, and then mm-hmm. you attempt to take their flying vehicle, which is amazing. And then <laughs> that's the only thing that ever happens is snap trauma teams. That's what every uh, role-playing group has done in the past. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But this is... Some- Plus, sweet, sweet plus surface here, look. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the double A standard. 
Well, as I say, but most of the time here, these guys are called into firefights, right. um, so they have to come with guns. So <laughs> these guys are all plus plus as well. Yeah. Um, but um, so you've got the two trauma team sets there, uh, which are available for people diving into the role playing game, and then there's also this new set of combat zoners. So if you want to play uh, or put together a gang of punks on the street of a cyberpunk city, you've now got some new options there as well. All of these figures, I should say, well, at least the combat zoners, anyway are single piece figures which is really awesome uh so you basically just have to pop onto their bases and they're ready to go perfect for people who are just diving in and doing role-playing games fantastic stuff um this is all leading into um some stuff they're going to be doing on kickstarter in the very very near future with uh, as you can see their combat red combat zone which is going to be a skirmish game based within the world of cyberpunk red where you play as rival gangs uh, fighting it out for territory in cities like Night City, for example. Um, so yeah, that's going to be coming to Kickstarter fairly soon. Uh, I'd imagine they're going to be doing like a nice big box set, which will come with some special characters like that. But if you're hankering for Cyberpunk miniatures at this very moment, then there's loads and loads and loads of them over on the Monster Fight Club website, website um, and where you can find more like the Trauma Team and uh, dive in and see what you think. So, yeah. Sweet. A lot of news coming up this week. Oh, yes. Moving on, we've got some historical stuff coming up. We do. So uh, you will hopefully remember a couple of months ago, we talked about uh, the folks at Plastic Soldier Company came out with that new um, set of, well, English starter army for those diving into Mortem et Glorium. Uh, Well, we were hoping they'd do the French side, and lo and behold, they now have done so. And you can pre-order the French to use as part of your 15 mil starter army in Mortem et Glorium right now. this is based on the old Corvus Belly metal casts, now done in the new ultra cast plastic material that they use. And we've looked at in the past in uh, some unboxings and that kind of thing. So uh, very cool stuff. I believe Jerry has some of it right there. <laughs> so like, like a resiny plasticky thing. It is, yeah. I've got a um, sample pack of British. Oh, well, I say British, actually not British. Sample pack of English, 100 year war they sent. Um, and a very, very nice covers belly stuff is absolutely gorgeous and then the um the ultra cast you've got cleanup and then depending on the sprue you get there'll either be a lot or very little um so it's you know you pay your money takes your chances on that one but like most miniatures have cleanup anyway so it's not particularly egregious and for 15 mil these sculpts are absolutely superb yeah. i particularly like the french uh pavis uh crossbowmen and spearmen yes yeah not that it did them uh, much good, to be fair. <laughs> uh, so the set's going to come with six foot command figures, uh, which will be in various poses. Mm-hmm. There will then be 18 mounted knights. There's also going to be mounted command, command options as well, uh, alongside 18 foot knights, 24 crossbowmen, and uh, 18 spearmen, as uh, Jerry was saying there with the pervasive shields. Um, so there's so still... Still some minis that we've yet see pictures of then. Yeah. Yeah. There are a few more uh, sample images and some of the painted old miniatures from Corpus Belly over on their web store, but they are quite small. So uh, I did pop them in here. But, uh, but that is the... You didn't want to set me off, Ben, did you? Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that, that is the um, Pacto army. So essentially that's half, half scale. So it's half the figures slash half the bases on a smaller board to play the full-size games. So instead of having four bases per unit, you might only have two in mm. Pacta, which means you can either get one of those sets, start playing faster in a smaller amount of space if you have limited room, or you get two of them 
and you can play the full game on full-size tables with all the basetry. So it's a nice way of doing it. Yeah. And Here we uh, go. I just yeah. hopped over. Look what, what's go. this. Mm -hmm. Let me help you design. Look at that. Oh. Oh. That. <laughs> that. Hey. IT skills. There we go. Oh, my God. There's all the tech skills this time around. Jesus. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, but, yeah, um, as you were saying, it's nice to actually now have the um, English and the French together mm. so you can dive in and start playing the Hundred Years' War. Um, hopefully we'll see the opposite numbers of a lot of the other stuff they've been doing in these kind of smaller starter sets as well in the near future uh, for people diving into things like battle group and stuff as well. Moving on from that, uh, we've got uh, some card game news. Um, so Summoner Wars is a fantastic two-player card game that came out back in 2009 from the folks at Plaid Hat. It was their first game that they ever did before they dived in and did a bunch of other stuff, like um, Dead of Winter, for example, would be a big one that people will know. Uh, but Summoner Wars is now back with a second edition of the game, which comes with fancy new artwork, a couple of tweaks to the rules and that kind of thing, and a new master set, which will include a bunch of new factions for you to dive in and start playing games with. The, uh, the second edition is coming out in the next couple of months, and while you can get it from Plaid Hat, I would uh, probably wait to see if it arrives in your local gaming store because the shipping is fairly hefty on this thing, uh, as I've been told in the comments. But um, as you can see there with the layout of the game, uh, game board, it's played out over effectively a little battlefield with little objectives and stuff on the tabletop. You can see there's stones and things like that. What you're going to be doing in the game is that you'll take control of a faction playing as a sorcerer, and you'll be commanding units and either summoning, to them, summoning, them, summoning them to the board or using them on, uh, on the board during your turn, trying to take control of objectives and destroy opposing units and take out the opposing summoner. It's effectively like playing a miniatures game, but without the miniatures, which is fantastic for a lot of people. Uh, they don't want to do the painting side of things, so they just want to play a little bit of a cool war game. And this is effectively what that is. Um, the Each of the different factions is their own self-contained deck. So the master set comes with six factions, but in the mm -hmm. future, they're going to be releasing individual packs that will have effectively an entire army in them for you to just put down on the tabletop and play, uh, which is really cool. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. Do you know uh, the faction decks then, are they all required to play or is there you know, like 60 cards, but you only need 30 so you can do a bit of deck building in it? Uh, so it's everything that you get within the pack is what is what you need to play with but the way that it that kind of plays around with the idea of sort of tactical uh sort of army management mm -hmm. is that you shuffle the deck and you put it down and you're not going to be sure what you draw right so you may have some powerful units in your deck but they may not be until the very bottom of it so you can't rely on things all the time to come in but you mm -hmm. sort of um work with the tactics and the kind of uh the philosophy of a particular faction in order to try and win and that kind of thing so um it's it's very cool very tactical and uh it's the perfect sort of like two-player game that doesn't take that long to play it takes like 45 minutes to play a game maybe mm -hmm. maybe a little bit less than that if you're doing it at like lightning pace and uh dive in and play quite a few games of this um the six factions that come as part of the starter set uh, are a little bit different from the ones that came in the original master set um so in this one you've got the breakers polar dwarves the Vanguard, the Cave Goblins, and the Savannah Elves. So the Cave Goblins and the Vanguard, I believe, were there in the original set. Uh, but there's a couple more that were expanded into from later packs in the first edition that have been added into this one straight away, just to give you a couple more sort of uh, different options, that kind of thing. Uh, I also believe that the first set actually came with only like four factions in it as well. So 
very cool. Um, but the fact that each of the different packs that you buy in the future are just an army in a in a in a box is just great because it means you can to pick that up, get down to the tabletops, and start playing again. Wow. War gamers have actually played war games. Yeah, no. Now they're all stuff and they're rooting forever and ever and ever. Yeah. Instead, and you can just you can just put the little tiny packs of cards away somewhere and you'll be fine. So. Why would that be fun then? Why would that be fun? <laughs> I can have this all yeah. around me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I will also say that um, as well as the physical edition, you can also sign up for uh, an online version of Summoner Wars Second Edition as well. Uh, and that comes with like a bunch of subscription options. So you can sign up to it. You have access to the game. But when new packs come out, they can't get automatically added to your account. And also you can get them at a higher level as like physical options as well. So you can kind of just pay to have stuff in the future. So, But um, definitely just check out the uh, the stuff over on the Plaid Hat web store and just maybe wait till it comes out of your FLGS as well. So yeah, sweet. Very cool. Next up, sticking some, some yeah. minis. Are we going back to minis? Are we? We're, we are going back to minis, but we're going back to minis in a board game fashion. <gasps> oh, bringing the two worlds together. So, uh, Mythic Games, a little bit of quick news, announced that they are working on a Rainbow Six Siege board game, which is going to be coming to Kickstarter in summer. Um, now, for anyone who's not familiar with Rainbow Six Siege, it's a very popular video game. Uh, where you put together a team of operators uh, who are different players, and then you fight to take control of certain objectives or play sort of like attack and defend missions. So maybe some of the players are going to be playing as people defending a bomb that's about to go off, whereas other people are going to be playing people trying to stop the bomb from going off. Think Counter-Strike would be a good option for those people who uh, maybe haven't played this particular game. Um, as you can see, very small teaser trailer, not much on a, not oh. much about it on like a gameplay level at the moment, but if it's anything like the actual Siege video game, I would assume they're going to make this a 1v1 game or maybe 2v2 teams kind of thing where you'll pick a selection of operators and then you'll pit them against each other in sort of uh, unique and interesting scenarios on the tabletop. Sounds pretty much like a board game to me. Um, so yeah, I'm sure they'll basically do that. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Swish. I protect looking... a teabagging card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also the hacker card it's, as well, where they can they can see through walls and everything. Yeah. It's called it's called corpse humping, Jerry. Corpse humping, yes. Of course. Yeah. That's the wrong website you've been on. Stand corrected. <laughs> if you're something more wargamey though, rather than board gamey, look what's on the shelf behind Jerry. Went down a storm recently. That Delta One Zero stuff. Yeah. yeah, that that is essentially a tabletop computer game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have aimed the rules makeup. It's little sort of fire teams running about, and and they're it's trying to capture that Counter Strike type feel, or you know, going in and. and Golden, uh, Golden Eye would be my default because I don't know any of the modern games. But it's good fun. I'm hoping to get some um, miniatures painted and get a Let's Play for that. So near so, modern, uh, certainly flavor at the minute. Yeah, people definitely seem like they're on board for it. Which is funny because Warren's been talking about near modern games for like two or three years, and as soon as he stops talking about it, the curve, everybody comes out with near modern board games <laughs> and board games. Yeah. Right, moving on into something that's definitely not modern, but it's still very cool. Mm, yeah, so stepping back in history um, to the American Civil War, 
the folks over at uh, Warlord Games have added a couple more sets into their Black Powder Epic Battles range. Uh-huh. So if you're wanting to play things in 15 mil, actually 13.5, you can play around with three new sets uh, for both the Union and the Confederates. So on the Union side specifically, we have uh, the Iron Brigade there who were uh, known uh, and called the Iron Brigade because of their iron resolve in battle. Uh, They were not known to run from a fight. Mm -hmm. That may have somewhat contributed to the fact that they possibly had the highest casualty count uh, of any unit within the war. Well, um, if you're going to stand there and have people shoot you, there's going to be downsides. But yeah, so if you're looking to play as the Union and you want a rock-hard set of uh, veterans then you can check out the Iron Brigade. Uh, Fighting for both factions, Mm -hmm. we also have the, and I'm going to get this right, Suaves. Suarez, Suavu. That'll do. Suaves. Suaves. Suaves regiments, uh, which were drawn from all over the place and uh, added into both um, armies of the Confederates and the Union. Uh, So you've got loads and loads of those to pick from and use in your games. They also add a nice splash of color to yes. the American Civil War, yeah. which is very much unique the only outfit, reason they exist. Yeah. <laughs> Why would they be painted though? Like, because they look the, like they should be fighting with the. With oh, they can, the, they can fight with, with or against. Uh, essentially, what they had, the French had the Zouaves, which were North African troops. So they wore fezes, little. Um, you ever see the little monkeys that an organ grinder would have with like little waistcoats the dapper waistcoat type of things on and then like big baggy pants so that that was their because they were you know north africa morocco you know french french colonies there and so they dressed in essentially like a dress uniform with their their basic sort of clothing um or tailored on it and other people looked at this and went they look amazing. So you had <laughs> Polish Suaves. You had, uh, I think the British had some, and then the Americans. Some bloke just started a regiment of them as well. And went, these all look fantastic. Of course they did. You know, <laughs> they've all got, probably got coarse Irish accents because half of them are from like Dunleary off a ship. It's like you are now part of the Suaves. Going, how many like Harry Grant? Yeah, show us where to go. But so a bit like an army had looked at flares and went, "That's a cool style." Exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. The original, the original French units obviously made such an impact on the rest of the world that everybody was scampering to have their own fez wearing swabs running about the place. So, yeah. fair play to them. Yeah. Uh, capping things off for the set of three, we also have a new cavalry brigade as well. Um, again, this can be used for those building Union or Confederate armies. Um, as I am reliably informed by Warlord, apparently cavalry didn't have quite the impact that you might imagine uh, for the period. But, 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 uh, it was still very good for long-distance raiding actions and also chasing down errant units as they were sort of being harried at the Franks and, hey, like, that, uh, the good. Franks and that kind of thing. So, uh, so this sounds like I can build one of these armies and have horses, but don't have too many horses. Because painting horses, as we all know, is like painting three miniatures in one. Oh, three yeah. miniatures now? It seems to have gone up somewhat. Well, I've decided it got more difficult, so I've upped no, okay. Fair enough. Fair These enough. are 15 mil horses, though. So does that count the same? I, don't no, know. Yeah. I, I think it's worse. <laughs> I think it's worse. 15 mil? Could have put even more effort into that. 
<laughs> More effort because you got to get right up close like this, trying to see what you're doing. Of course, that's yeah. They just need to be the right color. I did see a video pop up on YouTube just yesterday from someone going on about is using magnifying glasses for painting cheating oh my because God. it makes because it makes it too easy. And I'm like, no, no way. Anything that makes it easy is just amazing. Yeah, it's another tool in the armory. Is what too, it should be. That, that ranks up there with is wearing glasses cheating. <laughs> Oh, clearly you weren't supposed to be able to see properly, but you're <laughs> cheating away. All these cheating really deaf them? people with their hearing aids in. <laughs> Y'all go on cheating. Uh-huh. Life hack. Glasses. Life hack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see in 4K? Just wear glasses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, as well as the um, units, uh, you would have also spiders at the bottom of the page there. They're also doing a new set of paints as well theme to the period um, so if you were wondering exactly what paints to use for painting your civil war armies they now have a new as they call it rapid deployment set which comes with all the uh, different paints that you need in order to paint at both sides oh my resistance to this is is, is weakening my resistance. i wonder what the uh i wonder what the material is for the new sets because obviously the original starter boxes were hard plastic sprues uh you should be able to click through to the um the web shop links and it should tell you what material they are underneath come on uh, or at least plastic. they do normally um uh, oh, you have to scroll right down oh don't click oh, on any of those oh, they, well, they well, updated the oh. website recently and none of those open you just have to click on the main image and then scroll left and right description warlord resin uh, there so it's, the, it's their version ah, of resiny stuff isn't it their version what they've of, used for um, spqr and that kind yeah. of thing yeah like ultracast so it's it's not hard resin it's it's like the plastic soldier company Ultracast stuff. But uh, yeah, looking very nice. Okay. And I, I know that people have been tempting you into the Civil War for quite a long time, Lloyd. So uh... <laughs> I, I might crack at some point. Let's do an army of nothing but Zwarz. <laughs> <laughs> The most, the most glam army ever. Most glam army ever, yeah. <laughs> and then do those couple of random Irish brigade regiments who, after the war, decided to invade Canada because it was still held by the British. <laughs> not, that, not that there was a chip on their shoulder or anything, but it's like, where have they gone? I think they've invaded Canada. Yeah. Mm, just um, that. That's your army. Uh, heading over to a realm of fantasy, uh, we also got the news that Mantic Games are now taking pre-orders for the next fleet to be added to Armada. Um, so if you're looking for uh, an undead force, mm. then you'll soon be able to draw on the fleets of the Empires of Dust and add them into your games. So if you look, uh, I really like the design of these ships because uh, I love that they've got the kind of, the look of those ancient Egyptian boats yeah. mixed in with that classic Golden Age of Sail aesthetic as well. Uh, I think it's really, really cool. Um, uh, and they currently do a couple of different options for these uh, over on the web store. You can either get, you can just dive in with the starter fleet, which comes with a bunch of different ships, mm-hmm. or you can pick up the booster bundle on top of that, that adds in a few more specialist options as well, and some repeats of the stuff we saw in the original starter fleet. Or you can buy their massive, big getting started bundle, which comes with the rule book, tokens, accessories, and all that kind of thing, and the new Empires of Dust stuff as well, mm-hmm. uh, just to get you started for this. Uh, but yeah, um, Armada, fantastic looking game. Uh, some really nice stuff we've seen in the past for a lot of the other factions, so the Basileans and the Dwarves and the Orcs and that kind of thing as well. They're obviously all getting their massive, huge ships as well soon. Um, and there's going to be yeah, flyers in the future. Well, not flyers, but there's going to be like 
dragons and other sort of winged creatures as well. So lots of cool stuff coming up for Armada in the future. A lot of fleet action stuff coming on. Yeah. Because yep. we're going to have <laughs> Justin on the show tomorrow. He's going to be talking about dystopian wars fleets that he's been painting up mm-hmm. on our XLBS show. So I'm looking forward to that, see what he's been up to, because he's dead proud of them. He says like, he's painted them in, in like six hours or something. So we'll have to wait and see what he's achieved. Two fleets in six hours. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <laughs> I'd be interested to see what that looks like. Of course, if people win the prize we're giving away this week. That's what I was thinking. Isn't it some similar rules or something? The Black Seas rule set is the um, sort of initial rule set. And then yeah. um, Mantic licensed it to make Armada. So it's like a stripped down version. So it doesn't have all the complicated wind bits and bobs in it, although you can put them back in if you want. However, the fleets from Black Seas, there's a card pack you can buy that gives you uh, stat lines to use them in Kings of War Armada. Mm-hmm. So These, these jobbies here. Yeah. So you can, you can have those as your Kingdoms of Men yeah. fleet uh, mm-hmm. and then run them into a bunch of Empire of Dust on dead ships and discover that oars <laughs> allow them to turn on a dime and fire hot magical jazz right at your face and you won't like it anymore. Is the play area the same size as well? Yeah, the play area is um, same for both. So as, as big a room as you can fit. If you can get a six by four out, happy days. Otherwise, uh, sort of three foot square upwards will do the job depending on the the size of the game you're playing Mm -hmm. but those fleets are i mean nine to ten models and you're done so the the fleet pack where it has the the core set plus the booster set that's it you don't have to buy anything you're you're you can walk away after you've got that knowing that your fleet is good to go and then spend four months doing rigging Uh, no no. (laughs) for two very good reasons reason the first no rigging on those ships because they're all oh, resin. I can see them. So that's great. Oh, this is the Mantic ones we're oh, talking about? Oh, the Mantic about. ones. I think the second, <laughs> even if there is rigging available, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Oh, dear. Um, it just I, I, and As another aside, by the way, um, the solo rules, which were designed by um, one of the community members and also one of the people who, who has helped on the rules committee for um, Armada uh, are also available. So if you are looking to test yourselves against some uh, interesting scenarios or just kind of get a handle of the rules as well, uh, you can go and get the solo rules and start playing those in anticipation for when we come out of all these lockdowns and uh, can uh, sit down and play with friends again. So, well, there you go, peeps. Get your likes, comments, and subs in because if you win that other box set, you can have some goodies that are compatible if you exactly. jump in on that Mantic stuff. Yeah. Uh, we finished things off. Uh, with a little bit of news that came out towards the end of last week that was a bit surprising, but again, I don't know why I'm surprised. Uh, but Wizards of the Coast and Games Workshop have joined forces. Yes, you heard it right. Hasbro has bought... No, no, Hasbro hasn't bought Games Workshop. <laughs> <laughs> Magic the Gathering is going to be exploring their universes beyond um, card games, well, card sets for Magic the Gathering. Uh, with... I'm still thinking about Games Workshop getting bought. That'd be interesting. <laughs> you could have a weird GameStop type scenario where the GameStop's ch- stock shot through the roof. You trying to start? You starting rumors there, Ben? Have you started your own investment company there? Have you? <laughs> no. Um, but uh, Warhammer Forty Thousand yeah. is going to be joining the universes beyond range of Magic cards. Um, so think Magic the Gathering rules but 
Warhammer 40,000 artwork factions and all that kind of thing. Now, before you get in a tizzy, <laughs> these are not compatible with the core Magic the Gathering set. So you can't have a normal, blue, a normal blue deck run by Jace that also has Space Marines in it as well. No way! I wanted to kick the crap out of your flipping wood elf or whatever with my big space marine red, big power fist. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. We'll talk less about that, but uh, yeah, so. somebody could jiggery jiggery pokery that together though. It to would make that work. They're obviously going to use the same mechanics, I would imagine. So it'll be fairly easy to do that if you wanted to do it in casual games. That's which it. Is fair enough. And now but, I can clobber you with my flipping imperial fists. Boom. Could do. Yeah. But um, as far as we're aware, these are going to be done as new commander decks. So it'll be very strong idea of like a, a main commander figure uh, or a special character. I'd imagine it's going to be a lot of the sort of chapter leaders and that kind of thing. Uh, but then they'll break down into factions. So you'll have things like Space Marines, Orcs, Eldari, and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, these should be coming out in the not too distant future. It's still quite a way off. Um, but well, probably sure sometime be... in the grim distant future. Ben. In the grim dark future. Ooh, oh, very good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I mean, anything that gets more people interested in both universes, I guess, is a good thing. It's of course a little bit of a money grab, obviously, but but. Uh, it's an interesting one, and I'm sure a lot of people will dive in because a lot of like I like the magic. I like Magic the Gathering and I like its mechanics. I, you know, I like my other card games as well. But I also like the Grimdark Future. Do I want to build a 40k army? No. However, I will buy a couple of Commander decks and play 40k with my friends using Magic cards. On top of that, not just Warhammer 40,000 and not Games Workshop related, even though they have a game based on this, but the Lord of the Rings is also going to be joining the Universes Beyond collection for Magic. No way. Wow, 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 wow. So, if you wanted to... I'm guessing this is going to There's just no be... no picture for this, by the way, peeps. No, yeah. I'm guessing this is just going to be two Commander decks. One's going to be a white deck, and one's going to be a black deck, and one's <laughs> going to be Gandalf, and one's going to be Sau Sauron, and that'll be it. Uh, but no, I'd assume they're going to be doing some other interesting stuff with that on the commander front. Uh, maybe we'll see them sort of focusing in on using planeswalkers as characters like Aragorn or Gandalf and or Frodo and that kind of thing as well. Elves of Rivendell deck. That's exactly. Really yeah. Just one thing, and I'm going to say this directly down the camera. Right. <laughs> Do not use movie screen grabs on your cards. Please, for the love of God, make this not a movie licensed game. I hope to God this will either have original artwork or stuff that exists out there already. Because if it's movie screen grabs, I will go spare. What if, right, hear me out, don't say no just yet, what if it was movie screen grabs, but they used the 80s rotoscope version that never got finished, so it looks kind of cartoony? And just a little bit woo, a little bit wah. They're geezers. That is technically drawn. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but no, please, for the love of God, don't use screen grabs. Jesus. It's important. Yeah. It, the artwork is definitely important when it comes to it. It really is. Yeah. Ask Free League and what they're doing. Or, sorry, Free League. Just, yeah. just go look. Can we borrow some of your wanderings? Yes. That would be amazing. There's a cool lab. Because I bought like um, Top Trumps for Transformers a couple of years ago. When we were on a road trip, I was thinking, oh, this will be full of all cool Gen 1 artwork. And it wasn't. It was sh <laughs> 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 uh, Well, yeah. Um, 
There you go. Uh, I will point out they have done this universes beyond thing before. They did a spin-off of Magic, which was Walking Dead related, I believe. Right. Um, but that, that um, completely passed me by. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure that went down too well either. But um, I would guess since they're kind of refocusing on this and they've made a big deal of it, this is going to be something that they put a little bit more attention into. Hopefully, so, there yeah. they are IPs that lend themselves to playing big games with factions a lot better yes. than the walking dead because mm-hmm. i imagine most people were coming at it via the tv series and didn't really know and mm. comic wise you've got a few different factions but at the end of the day they're all people with yeah. guns and yeah. beating sticks so you're, you're not seeing any real differences in them whereas you can mm. see i used to i've got a ton of magic cards and some of my favorite decks are ones that i just started doing things like can i make my chaos army for warhammer out of this red deck i just go through all my red cards and taking out stuff that to, to use as the various bits and pieces and they were terrible decks i mean they were woeful to play i had so much fun putting them together i'm going to play my high elves oh this is garbage well, I mean, that, that, like that's the thing. Is like I have a couple of Magic decks. I don't collect all the cards that have ever existed for Magic, but occasionally I just break out my little decks of my black and green decks. I think I've got, and just play fun games with them because they've got a couple of Planeswalkers in the decks. They're all just set up and ready to go. And you know, a lot of people have got Magic cards sitting around, and they can just dive in and start playing. So yeah, that's good. it. I have Magic cards as well. I use them to prop up. You know, when you buy furniture and some of it's not quite level. <laughs> just fold. I bought a load of furniture from my sitting room, and none of it was levels. So all my magic cards are just stacked up to various levels, keeping it all level. It's great. Very good. Yeah, you're using land in a very uh, efficient <laughs> way. There you go. Yeah. Oh. So, chappies, three D printing this week. What sort of lovelies have you dug up from the internet for us to be taking a look at? Well. Uh, the first of them comes from a company that I didn't actually know much about until this week, uh, and that is Arch Villain Games. Yeah. you got to do that. Man, Skeletal's still with me from last week. Um, <laughs> uh, but they are running a Patreon where they are doing, as we've looked at in the past couple of weeks with this segment, uh, a bunch of 3D printable miniatures that you can use to print off at home. Uh, and this month, the focus is on some interestingly ratty individuals um, called the Affliction Outbreak. Yes, so is the sort of like overall title. This is their Patreon. Yes, right? Right, right. but they have this preview page up. I guess you would call it mm-hmm. of what's coming to their Patreon this month. Yes, yeah, which is this ratty um, stuff. Yeah, so these are, and this isn't. This hasn't been done to kind of like emphasize certain elements of this. When you look at those miniatures at the top, by the way, that wheel is massive. It's like 120 millimeters. Or are these roughly in sort of scale to each other then? More or less. Like the normal um, rat creatures, uh, uh, ratkin, skaven, however you want to um, classify them, are 32 mil. The larger monsters start to get up to like 54, 75 mil. And then you've got that massive, huge wheel at the back, which is 120 mil as well. Um, Obviously, all of this can be tweaked by you when you 3D print these models. Um, But that's the kind of scales they've gone for. 
if you're playing something based in the mortal realms and you want to have like a really crazy skaven army these are the kind of things that you should probably be looking at if you want to take things to the next level uh because these are pretty fantastic and i love the fact that they've gone in with these and done some really fun and characterful models that slightly atypical to what you might imagine so like the massive wheel that you see there is not just like a little tiny doom wheel with a little skaven warlock engineer running driving around in it it's freaking huge and it's rolling across the battlefield just crushing everything in its path which is just amazing um but then you've got things like a rat pope i was looking at rat but- <laughs> oh way back here wasn't yeah. he there he is there there you go you want a rat pope, a rat, rat art, archbishop, or whatever? There you go. One exists. If you want a crazy, massive, bloated rat wearing a sort of like a, a chimney, I'm going to say, on his head. Sure. Uh, with, sure. Sure. A couple, <laughs> with a couple of sensors hanging down from the sides. There you go. Another fantastic looking model. If you want a big, slovenly rat king sitting in his chair, lording over people, you got that too. I, I really like that one for a very specific reason. I think it was sixth edition, might have been mm-hmm. seventh edition of Warhammer Fantasy. They had a picture on the inside cover of um, Sigma sitting Sigmar in his chair, sitting yeah. in in that exact pose yeah. with a little mm-hmm. goblin at the end of a thing as his jester, and it just looks like that. So it's like Rat Sigmar. Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, I didn't even. I, I just tweaked that, but yeah, it's a really nice little nod. Uh, mm. Very cool stuff. But yeah, um, all of those are available as part of the March Patreon. Uh, and um, it's not just the big, huge characterful, mo- characterful models. They've also got these sort of like regular foot troops as well. So if you're looking to do things like little war bands and stuff, these are pretty great. Um, one of the things they've actually said as well, while we've talked about these in sort of the context of war games, if you pledge at a slightly higher tier, I believe, for this, you also get a fifth edition module based around these. So if you want to use them in your games of Dungeons and Dragons, there's an entire adventure that they've sort of tagged onto this as well. So you can use these in the different scenarios and That's encounters. The, the Rat Watch Lieutenant there we've just seen. This guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. If you, if you go Very down, because you're on the Patreon page there at the moment, aren't you? Oh, I'm on the preview page. <clears throat> There we go. In that case, there we are. See, there he is. And there he is. The and there's behind. the fifth edition uh, stat blocks for them as well. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, very cool stuff there from those guys. Um, as is tradition with a lot of these new um, 3D printing Patreons, although they're not really that new in it anyway, I suppose, nowadays. They've been doing them for quite a while. Um, there's also all of their previous stuff available over on my mini factory. Um, so Yeah, we didn't even get close to getting through all this stuff. Look at it. Well, exactly, yeah. I'm going to switch through this real quick. Look at that. What the heck is going on there? Some sort of pig monster. It's another rat. (laughs) Oh, it's a rat, yes. Just dragging a a pig. Dragging a bell, and I think like a carrot and a stick, that man has been hung in front of him to encourage him to go forward faster. (laughs) (laughs) At least that's how I'm choosing to interpret that. If I didn't know any any better, that looked a lot like Felix Jaeger being hung from from somewhere by... uh, Gracia Thankful. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Uh, but yeah. He'll get better, um, won't he? One Jeez. can only hope. Look at that. Uh, but yeah, really awesome creatures and monsters. Uh, as I said, like, if you want sort of over-the-top stuff, especially for over-the-top war games, these are the kind of things you want to be looking at. But, uh, but yeah. Silver so in their My Mini Factory then. 
Yes. So this looks back um, through a lot of the stuff they've done previous to this. They've got a, a range of interesting bits and pieces uh, as part of the collections and individual uh, models like, as yeah, well. Yeah, because each um, one of these collects breaks down into a flipping huge yes. range of stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I believe is tied into their releases, uh, as you can see there, from July 2020. So that was what they did last year. Uh, but loads of monsters, loads of strange and interesting beasts. Um, I believe a lot of them are still tied into kind of like fifth edition stuff as well. So if you did want to use these in campaigns and that kind of thing, they, they've done that kind of thing as well, which is really cool. You've got demons and stuff as well. Uh, dragons, all sorts of crazy things. Fire giant. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a massive fire giant? It's uh, a nice looking a, construct. Yeah. But yeah, it's got very tiny fears. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to hit. <laughs> That's how I often viewed most of my tank characters. It's like, how much damage am I doing with my shield? Why am I not dual wielding shields? Why have I got exactly. a sword in my offhand? Yeah. Look how much damage I can do with one shield. I should be allowed yeah. to hit people repeatedly with yeah. a pair of shields. You see, There's a character in, character in yes. Dynasty Wars that does exactly that. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Cal Ren, I believe his name was. But uh, yeah. I thought he was giving them the middle finger for me. <laughs> giving the magical, the magical middle finger. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good for play characters if you're looking to do fighters and paladins and that kind of thing. Where do you see this stuff here, gents? This stuff's getting real creepy. Oh, Empire of Dust. Very cool. See. Yeah. Back for that Empire of Dust feel. Mm. Back some croc monsters. Nice. I like those. Because they are actually like crocodiles yep. as well. Whereas a lot of them tend to be sort of based off the idea of dinosaurs. Um, those are actually more I crocodilian. Thought I thought you were going to complain most of them are based off alligators. I'm going to get really annoyed. <laughs> oh, I have a real alligator hate. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. You can tell them by the size. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> some uh, awesome looking miniatures there. Wow, I love those mummies. That's mummies great. are great. Especially you have a tongue big... on that? Well, that's what I was going to say. With those big long tongues, they'd be perfect for followers of the Dark Pharaoh for Cthulhu fans. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Natharlahotep. Mm. Very awesome. Mm. Yeah. It's nice to see the mummy slash skull crossover thing because normally you just get mummies and it's all robes. Well, that's well, what like happens that. when you set somebody on fire and it burns away what yeah. little they had, what beef jerky was still strapped to their head. Because mummies go up sure. like a candle, yeah. I'm just saying. Just make sure you're on the right side of the river. Mm. Oh. You should have a look. See the one there, Amora, the debased avatar at the bottom of your screen in the middle? This one. Have a look at her. She's stunning. Very um, slaneshy. Oh, yeah. Wow. Idea. So, Or I suppose fallen angel, depending mm. on your point of view. With those horns. Very cool. But the detail on things like the um the wings and also on mm -hmm. the robes coming down past whatever, assuming that's a horde of scarabs Skulls. on the base, but who knows? Skulls. Could, could be lots of uh cowpoo. Horse apples. I'm telling you, skulls. <laughs> if you say so. But look, she she'd be enormous if those were human skulls, unless it's a stack of baby skulls. <laughs> Maybe they're little Cupids, as she's the avatar of uh, the debased avatar of Cupid. Maybe. Sure, yeah. they're Shire skulls. But the yeah. texture on it is great. No, they've got bigger heads than humans. <laughs> Decapitated halfling. This thing here, look at this. I think oh, this is one of their most recent Dagen, ones. Yeah, yeah. The trench like abyssal depths, very cool. Yeah, they, oh. they do tend to like to blur the lines between horror and uh, fantasy, don't they? Mm. Mm. You totally want to go and check this out. 
What are they called again? Uh, Arch Villain Games. So just go to my mini factory and Arch Villain Games, search for that. Mm. Look at this. You'll Look also these, find... These uh, are what I need for a flipping tower, me. For Vespid. <laughs> I think they're a little big, but... Uh, I don't care. Look at it. Flipping. Are you, are you going to tell me that an ethereal went up to that and was like, greater good? <laughs> I imagine he went up with you know, a, what, the tower equivalent of a couple of bottles of raid spray <laughs> and just hosed a few of his friends down. Battle suits armed with raid cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all for that. Makes sense. Very cool. But yeah. you could explore this for hours, Dan. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as you can see, they've been doing this for months and months and months. Um, if you're interested in checking these out and you're over on the On Tabletop website, there should be a link to it. So um, a lot of people know that we've uh, been looking at the stuff from Raging Heroes for quite a long time. Uh, their Patreon is called Heroes Infinite, mm. uh, which, again, creates 3D printable miniatures for you to pick up and print off at home. Every month they have a theme, as many of these patrons do. Mm -hmm. And this month's theme is Greek gods and heroes of Olympus. Uh, and as someone who whose first introduction into mythology, mm -hmm. beyond like sort of King Arthur and that kind of thing, was Greek mythology, I looked at these and was like, oh my God, these look amazing. Um, because they have done a bunch of the kind of iconic gods. So they've done things like Zeus, Athena, Aphrodite, Ares, and the like. There's Zeus, for example. But then they've also done a bunch of additional heroes and monsters, played around with them in a couple of sort of atypical ways as well, to give them a sort of like a new lease on life as well. Um, so you've got things like Heracles in there, said I'm, the right way. I'm going to go... Heracles. Now, uh, I'm going to go to our website because I believe you've got a good picture of this. Stuff yes, we have the full collection. Ah, here we go. Look at this. There. So, yeah. Uh, Ta-da! So open it up big. Look click at it tiny Click it again. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, so, as you can see, they've presented them in their very stylish fashion, as, we, as, as they usually do. But you've got Zeus, Apollo there, Aphrodite, Athena. Oh, there's uh, Nyx. She Nyx. never gets a run out. No, she doesn't, no. Ares there as well. So if uh, you've wanted to play as Ares and you know you're not quite fed up of beating him up as Kratos, then uh, you can throw him in there too. And of course, because it's Raging Heroes, they've done some really over the top ostentatious stuff, like the massive chariot there as wow, well. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> he, do he does pull uh, the sun across the heavens. He does. So he does need a big, uh, big chariot to do that. Mm. Leonidas there, if you want to play around with your fantasy Spartans. Uh, or maybe drop him, drop him into a historical game just to annoy your friends. Mm. Uh, and Heracles there with a massive hammer. Um, there's definitely like a kind of God of War-esque vibe to a lot of these. Yeah. Um, sort Leonidas, of over-the-top crazy stuff. But. He definitely needs to be careful he doesn't get excited the way he wears his swords. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, yep. Uh, <laughs> massive monsters, so the Medusas, uh, well, Medusa, who was a Gorgon, uh, the Minotaur there as well, uh, so if you want to do a bit of Theseus in the in the labyrinth. Uh, and then an interesting take on uh, uh, a Pegasi as well, uh, where they've done sort of like the front legs as horse hooves and then the back as bird ones, uh, which kind of gives you a little bit more of a monstrous look rather than that kind of classic winged horse style, which is pretty awesome. Uh, but yeah, awesome, fantastic stuff. 
I just turned into Carlos there from Corpus Belly, but there you go. Uh, there's also the massive. There's also the massive Typhon. Um, so if you wanted them to take on a Titan, then you have that option as well. Looking absolutely fantastic. I will point out as well. So when we see all these, a lot of the time people are like, "But how on earth do you print that?" Don't worry. There's not just one big print <laughs> uh, that will. Although that would know, be amusing. Yeah, it craps out at like six hours and you have to go and do the whole thing again. You do print these in segments and then you glue them together. So don't worry. Uh, and there is a robust community for Heroes Infinite over on um, Facebook uh, and also as part of their Patreon page as well, where they actually have lots of tips and tricks and all that kind of thing for making all these. Um, so if you've just got a 3D printer and you're like, oh, going to tackle Greek gods <laughs> and heroes, how on earth do I do it? They do have ways and means for you to do so to dive in and uh, and learn all about it so yeah i'd be sorely tempted to paint them in this color scheme because i think it's a cool so idea funky looking. sort of marble with kind of the blues and golds and stuff it looked good with the vampires whenever they did that a few months ago it they did. did it with it red did, yeah. yeah i think that's that's probably my standout piece apollo on his chariot dude here yeah look at him with his archer yeah. archering away because yeah. he's not clever enough to get in a real fight. I, I'm, I'm more drawn to the heroes, the, the ones that I'm thinking, I could definitely put those into an army somewhere on the tabletop. Mm -hmm. This sort of scale of stuff, this is what I'm more interested in. Mm -hmm. And that's Zeus's and, hair stands on end from all the lightning. He's <laughs> <around>. <laughs> yeah. Zeus, you've been walking along the carpet again. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, and you could print all them lightning bolts in a clear resin. You could that give it a go. It and then just give it that... Sort of wash or something. And by it? you, you mean Justin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mean me when I say you, obviously. Yeah. The royal we. Yeah. The royal we. Well, not um, the royal you, whoever the royal you happens to be. Yeah. Uh, I will say, actually, uh, we're planning to do some more stuff with Raging Heroes over the next couple of months uh, where we're going to be looking at sort of um, kind of like help and guiding you through a lot of this printing stuff. Um, so for example, as I was saying there, like learning how to do all these big, impressive sculpts and that kind of thing, we're going to be sitting down and doing our own 3d printing and stuff. And, uh, hopefully we'll have some tips for you in the near future. So yeah, very cool. I'll be having tips based mostly on waiting two to three months for them to actually <laughs> put the physical models on the Raging Heroes website. Yes, very true. Yeah. But Jerry, we all know there's six 3D printers sitting behind that blanket. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> all as hidden a, away. As a, as a tech guy, I'm just, you know, constantly servicing my What 3D is printers. behind Jerry's curtain? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that someone tried to win our prize for the forum topic with that topic. I've seen that, yeah. <laughs> do that, yeah. There's some really interesting ones. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Right, chappies. Time to get stuck into the world of Kickstarter and crowdfunding. What yeah. have we got this week, gents? Uh, so we start things off um, uh, with some wily <laughs> new miniatures that are coming up. Uh, stuff for, Justin uh, would love. <laughs> stuff Justin would love. Uh, for those who love Norse mythology, stepping from one mythology to another, mm. uh, we have Ragnarok Miniatures Funded. Uh, by Colin Patton, uh, who is a, a sculptor that a lot of people will know from previous ranges for Gripping Beast, Warlord, and a bunch of other companies as well. Uh, so he is on Kickstarter now with his new Dverga army of evil dwarves 
for use in Norse mythology style fantasy games. Like However, Saga, for example. Like Saga, for example, yeah. However, I should point out, this they're is not overtly thing. evil, so you could use them as good armies as well if you wanted to. But yeah. sorry, what so, were you saying, Lloyd? So this is physical, so like what, metals oh, or yeah. resins or yeah. something? Metal. So metal. these are metal. proper old school 28mm miniatures in white metal that you can get from Pattern as part of this Kickstarter. Made by a man, not an AI that will someday consume us all, <laughs> like, like all digital files. I love not it. Skynet, yeah. Uh, but uh, Pattern has sculpted pretty much everything you need for a core army or warband to use in your games. Uh, you've got your heroes, you've got your troops armed with spears, pikes, halberds, hand weapons, bows. You've got your more elite troops as well with the kind of stylized skull helmets mm. and that kind of thing. Uh, names like them. Night Furies as well, which are very awesome. His, his death head. His death heads, yeah. But are these guys also dwarves or are they like full scale? No, they, they look like human humans. Yes. Yeah. So that's a set of Draugr, uh, as we have talked about in the past on mm. previous Weekenders and Cult of Games uh, shows. Uh, who are your undead Viking warriors summoned from their graves in order to fight once more for a nefarious leader. So perhaps your Dverga have made a pact with hell and uh, she has raised forth these creatures to fight alongside them in battle, perhaps. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Forging the narrative. I see what you're doing. You know, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, it should be said that these miniatures are, as we say, 28 mil scale. And they work pretty nicely alongside of a lot of the uh, stuff that exists out there at the moment. So, for example, if you're making an Oathmark army, uh-huh. uh, then these work very, very nicely with those. Uh, and the plastics and metals over from North Star, which is very cool. Um, I, I will say, if you're looking to supplement or put up a force opposing that, uh, he sculpted a range for Conqueror models many moons ago, which are Saxon-looking dwarves. Yes. yeah who don't look as evil. So you could have your Saxon dwarves against your evil Viking dwarves. You could. Uh, and either just play them as Saxons and Vikings mm. for Saga or play them Age of are, Magic. Are you guys seeing a big picture of them? Uh, we are seeing yes, a big picture are. of them, yeah. yeah. Look at them all, especially those ones armed yeah. with nothing more than a bearded the, smile. The Willy Waggers. The Willy the Waggers. Waggers, yeah. Um, so they're, your, they're your berserkers basically in your mm. army if you want to it's a them. really cool army when it's all laid out together it really is yeah it's fantastic yeah i love the dragon banners as well mm. especially being in black like that it looks like somebody's just running towards you with a bunch of orcas <laughs> stuck on sticks <laughs> they've come out of the water <laughs> yeah i've got a picture of that too look the banners mm. I and, that, and that shows you off uh, a couple of their uh, sort of death's head Night Fury mm. soldiers and that kind of thing, and some of their characters as well. Because as I say, they've done like all the command elements too. So you've got your heroes, your standard bearers, your musicians, and that kind of thing as well. So yeah, very cool. Yeah. As far as armies go, I think it's well rounded, right? It really is. Uh, and one of the nice things about this as well uh, is that um, over on the Facebook page for Ragnarok Miniatures, as well as showing off the evil dwarves, uh, the Dverga and uh, the, the Draugr. Uh, there are actually a couple of other sort of things in the works. So I think there's a mm-hmm. lot more Draugr coming soon. So there's going to be sort of uh, more elite Draugr. They've done some kind of like um, winged helmed Viking warriors as well from sort of Valhalla. Uh, so if you're looking for the Einhaya 
that you want to use in your mm. your your games as kind of like Valhalla berserkers. Um, they aren't officially selling them, but you can ask Patton, and he may send you some, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, and also, there should hopefully maybe be some stuff coming in the future for both um, Norse mythology based human armies and elven stuff, maybe, which would be really nice <laughs> to see. So yeah, it's wacky fun. And all, and he's already preempted you, by the way, Lloyd. Yeah. See the skulls in the middle of the shields. If you oh. don't want those, he will just put in regular Viking shields, wooden yes, shields with go. a boss without a yeah. big skull on it. Because yeah. I assume he's heard you talk. Without <laughs> skulls is a maze boss. Yeah, that's really cool. Because I was looking to do a dwarven army. I think this is the this is the stuff. Are they going to be going up for general or at least after oh, yeah. Kickstarter? Then? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That that is the plan. Mm. But obviously, with Kickstarter, you get a little bit of a a bonus. They company, are, so, yeah. yeah. I think somebody was working out that it was. Uh, oh, I want to say they got like 118 models for 150 pounds, mm-hmm. or like like yeah. 120 a figure, mm. which is reasonable in this day and age. Very much. Oh, so. Oh, so tempted. Because like a dwarf <laughs> army in a Viking esque sort of style has been on the cards in my mind for two three years now. Mm. See, this is what I did back in the day when I started playing Saga before you guys had ever started. Well, before oh, yeah, Lloyd like had ever been playing Saga. Like yeah. I played with um, Games Workshop, uh, Tolkien Dwarves, Lord of the Rings Dwarves, and used them as my Saga army. So, me, me, me. Speaking of that, though, these dwarves might work quite well for like a an alternative Lord of the oh, Rings yeah. Dwarves. Oh, yeah. That, that's why I say that they're great for mixing with the stuff from Oathmark because Oathmark's got that very much like Tolkien-esque style to it. Um, so these would be a really good There's fit. There's a touch it. of the real world to them. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're fantasy mm-hmm. tweaked. Mm-hmm. The Draugr's interesting as well. Mm. I'd like to I see do like a good Can you say they're putting more pictures of that stuff up on their Facebook? Or yeah, their so... Uh, uh, the Ragnarok Miniatures Facebook page has uh, a bunch of additional pictures of things that are coming soon, things that are maybe not coming out, but if you ask nicely, they might do. <laughs> so if you go for that deal, you get the Draugr for free. Yes, you do. Because yes. oh, they'd be cool. Minus the skulls again. Even, yeah, though, they're, even though they're dead, I don't want the skulls because that's an army you could literally just do the ethereal paint scheme and have yeah. a second... Viking-esque sort of yeah, yeah. Saga Age of Magic army up and running Swish because I have I have quite a few sets of um, what do you call the guys oh, the undead guys from Lord of the Rings why can I not remember this the, the army of the dead that, well yeah the army of the dead that's the, it those ones that yeah. Aragon went and fetched I've got loads of sets of those from the um, box sets. You know the box set they released? Eleanor Fields. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I've got like two or three sprues I think I've gathered up from various places that right. I was just going to do ethereal-wise. And They I'm, work, yeah. Yeah, but I'm looking at these going, oh, I like these even more. Oh, yeah. Ah. And, and, and the interesting thing is, like, there are Draugr out there. Like, Gripping Beast did a bunch a um, couple of years ago. They're okay. I'd say they're not great. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the Draugr done for the Elder Scrolls Skyrim game, Call to Arms. But obviously they're very stylized to that yeah. video game. Whereas these are a lot more kind of 
and I use this in the loosest sense, historical. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's the Facebook called? Because I can't figure out from this Kickstarter what they're It called. has a weird name, but if you go to one of our posts about it, you'll be able to find it. Oh, here we go. I'm trying to get a big picture. There you go. There are the Varg- Wagnerian. Yeah. Is that the Wagnerian? <laughs> uh, Vikings. So, yeah. They're quite nice as well. I like the the bull-faced, almost faceless helm. I don't know what it is about helms and masks without any features on them these days, but I'm starting to come around to just how mm. creepy they look. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, creepier we than if they had some sort of samurai-looking yeah. thing. So that's a lot more of their Draugr foot troops that they've been working Well, that he, he has been working yeah. on. Uh, if anybody's wondering about scale-wise for these, uh, my first Saga Force actually came courtesy of Colin. Um which is a range that was Saxon miniatures and is now owned by Warlord. So if you have a look at Warlord Games website at any stage for their Vikings and Saxons, mm-hmm. um, they are more in scale with Crusader miniatures. Uh, so 28 mil, but a bit chunky, uh, mm-hmm. robust scalps, but not a nice size for um, for historic gaming. Yeah. So the, the, if you're looking for human versions of the Vikings to fit in, you'll find human ones that fit yeah. perfectly because the mm. same guy did them. So many wellies. Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> can't, wait for, can't wait to just push this across the table towards yeah. Justin. Uh, but as I say, like they've, they've also done those Norse mythology dwarves. They've got those kind of winged helmed Ein Hayar as well. Hmm. I think they're going to do a set of uh, Ein Hayar human berserkers as well and that's a that's a preview of how they look alongside the plastics from oathmark by the way mm. which is a good option ah that's ah okay uh, yeah. so yeah they are pretty much to scale which is good <laughs> um but yeah loads of cool stuff coming from pattern and uh, ragnar miniatures in the future mm. very cool very cool kickstarter right to wrap us up one more kickstarter yes so so you've been eaten it's not a question it's not a statement. It's the name of the game uh, that we're looking at now uh, from Ludi Creations. And I believe we may have looked at this in the past, but this is a, a return to Kickstarter from these guys. Uh, so this is a one to two player game that can also be played with no players. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I'll go into that a little bit later. So <laughs> the whole premise of the game is that you play an intergalactic miner who has been eaten by one of the creatures in the asteroid that he was mining, or they were mining. Uh, So think Star Wars when that big, huge creature comes out of the asteroid that they're all hiding in. The aim of the game is that the miner is trying to collect as many of the precious crystals as he can from within inside the digestive tract of the beast before he gets consumed by the different types of bacteria within the monster's gut. (laughs) Uh, as i say this can be played as a one-player game where you play as a miner versus the beast's stomach as it were trying to get to the end or you can play it as the beast trying to eat the robot miner before it takes all of your precious crystals and gets out the other end of your body uh we won't say where um but yeah (laughs) they didn't go go to there in inner space but You can also play this as a versus game where one person plays as the miner, one person plays as the beast, and you're trying to outwit the other player. The miner is playing a dice manipulation and placement game where they're trying to eliminate the bacteria and capture the crystals and tools and stuff as they get presented in a row of cards. 
the beast is playing a hand management and drafting game so it's really nice that they've got that asymmetrical game style going on on the tabletop which is really nice and that monster is trying to position bacteria so that it will attack the miner and eat through their suit and bring them down and kill them before they can get out the other end if the miner does manage to pass through the beast's digestive system and pop out the other end then it comes down to who has the most points based on where you've got to at that present time. Uh, so yeah, a very funny and weird game here. And as I said, it can also be played with no players. Now that doesn't mean that it sets up and plays itself, <laughs> but because there is an AI for the miner and an AI for the beast, there's no reason why you can't set up both the AI for both of your both of the characters and just let it play out by doing what it says on the cards. <laughs> In which case, you've had no input, and you just see what happens when the game plays itself. So there you go. So watch the game try to eat itself. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's very meta. It is. It is very strange. Uh, but as they pointed out, like if they've made AI for both components in the game, there's no reason why it can't play itself. Sure. So, I mean, it's, it's not the craziest idea I've ever heard. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think I would sit and roll the dice and go and watch what happens, but... I mean, you have to think. There are yeah. video games and stuff out there, like exactly. battle, battle, battle simulator and stuff. We just set oh, you, armies up and see what happens. You could put it on Twitch, where people <laughs> just spend all time watching somebody exactly. else play. Yeah, it'd be perfect for the Twitch generation. It really would. Yeah, it's a let's play. <laughs> I, I do love the idea of just it playing itself. Yeah. Just see how it pans out. Because yeah. the interesting thing about that is, you'd need to run it multiple times for it to be st- statistically significant. But if the victory keeps flipping back and forth between them, it shows the AI is balanced. Yeah. Where sometimes you get games where AI is tacked on at the end and is not mm. balanced towards the game in any way, shape, or form. Either you'll yeah. always win or you'll always lose. You know, it's mm. so it, it's not beyond the realms possibility of yeah. you know trying it out to see. And and it's, one of the things it's a good point though. Imagine how many times you would have to play that game while developing it to get the AI, the AI that balance between exactly. each other. Yeah. And I think I think that's why it's come at the time that it has and it's taken that extra sort of um, development cycle in order to bring it back to Kickstarter because people are enjoying it. It's funded. There's loads of days left on the campaign as well if you want to get involved with it. But um, uh, looks really awesome as well. I, I really like the art style. I think that's the thing that immediately drew me to it is that kind of like quirky art style that is very reminiscent mm-hmm. of um, sort of indie games of the moment uh, yeah, like indie so video games and pc games but uh, 26 days on that and is funded mm-hmm. and the other kickstarter was 35 days and funded yeah yeah uh, so, so yeah loads and loads of time to get involved in both of these uh, a board game one and a traditional miniatures <laughs> one so something for everybody and not a truck in sight so you can't complain <laughs> there we go <laughs> wait well that wraps us up gents remember peeps Get your likes in, your comments in, and subscribe to the channel for your chance to win that Black Seas um, starter set, which looks real sweet. And remember, come on over and join the On Tabletop website. Take a free trial. You can then become part of the Cult Games for a little while, eh? free of charge to try it out. And then you can join us looking all beautiful on our Sunday morning, talking about what we've been getting up to hobby-wise. I think we're going to have Justin on. Like I was saying earlier in the show, he's going to be talking about some dystopian wars fleets that he's been working on. I think I might be talking about some Imperial Guard-esque type armies that I'm working on. What? Ben's got some minis. Jerry's got some Mm. on five to hit us all with. So Mm, it's going to be a nice chillax Mm. session. Mm. But until next week, happy gaming, folks.
Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.